Yo, 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 what's going on, people? Welcome back, welcome back. I want to welcome everybody to the Ace Boogie Podcast. Let me say that one more again, one more time. I want to welcome everybody to the Ace Boogie Podcast. I want to thank y'all for joining me on this episode. I'll be discussing black fathers, black dads, black men, and, you know, what we go through as being black fathers. This is something, a topic that's near and dear to my heart because... This is important to me, has always been important to me, and it's something that I always will be passionate about because I feel it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. I'm not saying it don't get it don't it doesn't get discussed, but I feel it don't just get discussed enough. Like I feel that as black dads, we get a bad rap, man. Like I'm not saying some of it isn't warranted, but a lot of it of it's not. I feel like mothers get all the praise, which mothers deserve a lot of praise, but I feel like dads do too. You know, I know the woman, you know, had to, had the baby in for nine months, had the baby, you know, I know there's a certain connection, but I feel like with dads, it's, it's a connection too. I feel like without us, it wouldn't be a baby. Without us, you know, being there, just like the woman is important, the man is important. I feel like we're needed and needed a lot. Like, I feel like a dad is needed a lot because you could just look around and just see what a lot of the shit that these kids doing. And you could really point out and say, hey, that kid doesn't have a dad. Something wrong with that guy. Where he get that from? Um, what's wrong with that young man? Like, why is he dressing like that? Like, where where's his manners? Why is he holding this door for this this? woman why isn't he pulling out a chair why isn't he you know speaking to women in a certain manner and that all goes back to a dad because i don't care about the young ladies of this day whether they got respect or not as a young black man you're gonna always carry those lessons you're gonna always carry those rules you're gonna always carry those manners like i don't care no matter how the woman is you're gonna always act accordingly and you know stick to the the rules that you know that your dad gave you and the things that he enforced and the thing that the things that he showed you that was important and you know i feel like with uh dads i feel like this is us it's more time than ever for dads to start at the beginning the very beginning because I can't stress this enough. Like being a dad, being a mother, I feel it start from day one. And it has to be pushed so hard within the first five, I want to say five, six years. I feel it's so important to put everything in your kid to 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 show them from the very first beginning how important things are. Because I feel like once you teach them early, you reach them early. Like you you get, you know, you're in their head. Like it's gonna be something they carry on from one all the way to they 40, 50, to they 60, to they 70. I feel like if you instill it enough, and I'm not saying all kids, because most kids you teach them something, they go on their own route, they go their own way. But I really do feel when you start early, from the beginning, impressing 
the way I press and pressing that I know some of my friends press, I feel like you'll always have a reach of your child. You always have a respect of your child. You won't go through certain things that other parents go through. Because I feel like once a kid from the beginning stages understand that you got they your you got they back that they could trust you and you trust them and you love them and they love you and you wouldn't steer them wrong and they know they can count on you like that goes a long way i mean that goes a long way with any any relationship you're gonna have whether it's you and your lady whether it's you and your parents whether whoever it is whether it's you with your pet whether it's you with anybody co-workers when you establish something early and you keep those rules and everything that way, I feel like it gets better. And far as the beginning, I mean when they are in their mother's stomach. Like, I mean in the stomach. Like, this is how serious I took it. I took it where soon as we knew we was pregnant, me and my kid's mom, soon as my son's was coming up and I knew right away she was pregnant, Oh, I was I was a madman because I was making sure that she wasn't stressed. I was making sure that she was getting the things she need. I was making sure that I was having talks with my sons while in the stomach. Seemed crazy and silly and laughable, but I was having full blown discussions with my son while they was in their mother's stomach. Telling them all about life, telling them all about things. And I was communicating like they were sitting right next to me. Which in my mind, they was. Which we know they... You can say they are, but you can say they not. But to me, they were right there. And I felt like the things that I did as far as talking to them, communicating with them, telling them I love them, telling her I love her, you know, having those discussions, having those talks, playing certain music. You know, I would play Miles Davis. I would play, uh, I would play Mozart. I would play Beethoven, and of course she thought it was crazy. But I felt like I wanted to start early. I felt like these were things that I thought would be cool, that would be necessary. You know, whether it was some jazz or some classical music or some old R&B or just you know smooth jazz, smooth music. Just something that kind of stimulate the mind, you know, just something that really made you think. And, you know, I feel like that type of music really gets your brain going and really have you at a, you know, certain peace, a certain calm. And I feel like I just I just made it my point to talk to my sons while they was in the womb, both of them. Like, I felt like that was important to me. And. It's going to be times where the woman get worked up or stressed, but I try my best not to make her stressed out. I try to make sure she was calm, you know, because as men, we do certain things and we get her pissed off. But you want to do your best to make sure the woman is, is in a good place. You want to make sure she getting all her craving food. You want to make sure that, you know, you rubbing her feet and rubbing her back. And you making sure you're going to be there. You letting her know that she can trust you. And um, you're going to be there. You're going to be there and you're going to do whatever it takes. Like, you're going to make sure you're a major. You know, you want to make sure she is at ease. You want to make sure she calm. You want to make sure that 
she's in the best space, you know, the best space. And I feel like a lot of us don't do that. That's something that, you know, if you're a new dad or, you know, you're thinking about having another kid, just try it out. It can't hurt. It sounds crazy, but it works. I really do feel it work. And, you know, that's the beginning to me. Starting while they in the stomach and while they at the baby stages. When you got time to hold your kid and calm them down when they cry, like that means a lot when you holding your son or your daughter and you telling them you love them and you figuring out your way in their hearts and in their life. Like you, you letting them know that you can trust me. Daddy's going to be there. Daddy's going to love you. Daddy's going to look at you with that look. <laughs> like daddy's going to be annoyed. But you're going to know that dad loves you by the hugs, by the kisses, by the playing, by the taking you certain places, by the just the way you're moving. Because kids can feel that. I, I know they can feel that. And just starting early with the, you know, okay, you're going to be my baby. I love you. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to kiss you. But it's going to be times where I know that, hey, you just crying for no reason. You you going through that spoiled stage, and it's my job as a dad. I feel like that's your first time to kind of show your kid how life really is. Like, that's that deciding factor where you let your kid know, look, I love you. I hug you. I kiss you. I feed you. I do every, I play with you. I do everything right. But I know right now you on some you on some bull. Like you just want to be held to be being held. You you already ate. I burped you. You know I made sure you was all right. Everything is right. You ate. You got burped. You're not wet. You're clean. You're good. You just going through that stage right now where you want me to baby you. And as a father, this part is so important. This is when you sit there and you look your kid dead in the eye. I don't care. I don't care if it's a little girl. I don't care if it's a little boy. You look your kid in the eye and you let them know, look, you tripping. I done did all these things and you bugging. You just want to be spoiled and I'm not doing that. Because at that moment, you let your kid know there's some things in life you have to do yourself. There's certain things that you have to do to figure life out and figure certain things out. See, a lot of people don't understand the bumping of the head with kids. It starts early. You have to show them that, hey, I'm the dad. I'm the mom. I'm going to be there for you. But right now, you have to figure this out. And it might sound silly, but parents... Parents, y'all understand. If you're a parent, you understand this. Most parents didn't do this. Most parents just said, oh, she's crying. He's crying. I'm going to pick him up. And at that stage, you're spoiling them. And you doing those things to show them, hey, I'm going to always be there for you, which is cool. I'm going to be there for you. But it's some things that a kid has to figure out on his own because I promise you, when you show a kid early how to deal with things and deal with certain things, you just let them know that, hey, I'm there, but you got to figure this out.
And it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but I promise you it's the truth. Because when my son's perfect example was when my son's, I would say my oldest son. My oldest son was kind of different because he didn't cry for nothing. Like it was times we wanted, we had, we was like worried. Like man, he he never cries. Like we just thought that was weird because he he cried here and there, but for the most part he was a chill baby. Like he was he was chilling. But my second son Jordan, he just was like man, like that kid was just a crying kid, man. And it was times I had to just look at him like, I ain't going for it, man. I'm not going for it. Like, no, I'm not picking you up. And I was dead set against people running to pick up my kid all the time. I do not like to see parents just holding a kid all day. Uh, uh, the baby just all in your bed all the time. Your baby just, your baby's never on the ground. Your baby's not crawling. Your baby's not laying in the in a bassinet or your baby's not in the crib your baby is near you 24 7 and i'm against that man like i'm against that because your kid has to learn some independence right away you have to learn like okay this is your room that we painted and bought all this expensive stuff that's not gonna last a long time so i'm gonna get my money's worth out of this you're gonna go in that crib you're gonna go in that bassinet you're gonna do these things to play with them toys and drink this bottle and lay your butt down. You're gonna do that. You're gonna learn how to do that. And I feel like that's, to me, that made a big difference in my son's life. So, you know, as far as the baby stages with the bottles, the baths, the playtime, the, you know, communicating with your kids, watching the Sesame Streets, watching you know, the educational shows, listening to the little musicals, you know, doing all the fun things you want to do, you know, those things are dope. Like, you want to cherish those things. You want to love those times and embrace those times because it really does go by fast. It really does seem like one moment you're holding your baby, the next moment your kid is coming to you talking about they need $200 or they want to buy these shoes or they want to go to this dance, or they want to borrow the car. Like, it really does go by fast. And, you know, as the, you know, as the black dad, we have certain, we have certain times where it's just overwhelming as a black dad. And I'm not saying it's not like that with all dads, but it's a little different with black dads. Because with black dads, we worry about so many things. Like, we worry about so many things. We worried about the police killing our kid. You know, we worry about society treating our kid wrong. We worry about bullies. We worry about social media. We worry about jobs. We worry about careers. We worry about just the wrong attention, the bad influences the you can't just run anywhere you want to run you can't just do certain things you can't wear certain things you can't look a certain way like we worry about so many things on a daily basis where it can drive somebody fucking nuts it can drive you crazy because all dads feel like they want to get their kids the world and they want to do everything and be everything to their kid 
But only black dads and minority dads really go through it where it's like we have to worry on a different level about our kids. Like, I can't imagine, a, like in this day and age, or just even back then, just a black dad just comfortable with not worrying about his kid when he's seeing something on the news, seeing a, a young man getting beat, seeing a young man getting shot at, seeing a young man getting attacked and pepper spray, and just all the things that we see. Like, this, this isn't new. Like, these videos are just recorded now. These are things that's always been happening. And probably will continue to happen, sadly. Until we all, like, come together and really do something about this and get the right people on our side and do the right things and, you know, really make a change. It's gonna make... Like, it's gonna take everybody to come together to make a change. So, I feel like... The best way you can protect your kids is starting early, man. Like, starting with the loves and the lessons and just showing them different things. Like, I feel like, you know, at an earlier age with, you know, when your kids are in preschool and, you know, their toddlers, preschool age where, you know, you teach your kid early about manners. You know, you teach your kid about, you know, being spoiled. You teach your kids all types of lessons as far as cleaning, you know, potty training. You know, that potty training ain't no joke. Like, you got to show some patience and really stick to your guns about that potty training. Because I feel like that's another one of those lessons where you got to make sure you, you discipline. Like, you own it. You holding them accountable about using the bathroom because... That's one of them things that's a challenge. Like, that ain't the easiest stuff. Like, it's not the easiest thing to do as a parent. That potty training ain't no joke. But I feel you start early and you make it a little fun. You make it fun. You get a nice little potty. You know, you want to make it fun where every time they go to the bathroom, they might get a piece of candy. They might get, you know, some ice cream. They might get something for doing it. And you make it special every time they doing it. And you graduate from the pot to the toilet. You know, I feel like as a dad, you just do a lot of those things early, man. Like you teach your kids about the importance of exercising, eating right. Like eating right is so important. Like as much as we want pizza, and this was something I stressed to my sons, much as we want pizza tacos or ribs or whatever, we got to eat our vegetables. We don't get that until we eat our vegetables. Vegetable, we have to eat our vegetables. We have to eat right. And I some like my kid's mother, she instill, and she stick to to this day. Like, she makes sure my son's eating right. Like, she don't eat meat. My sons don't eat meat. And I only eat seafood. Like, I don't eat meat. I just eat seafood. And it's something that she pushed for probably the last six, seven years. Probably a little longer. And it's something I support. At first, I thought it was crazy. But it's like, once I looked at it from her point of view and looked at it from the health side, it's like, okay, this is, 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 you know, getting them in the right situation. This is, you know, teaching them early the importance of eating right and being healthy. And it's good stuff to eat. Just because you're not eating meat don't mean you're not eating good. A lot of people think because you're not eating meat, 
that you missing out on stuff. There's a lot of good dishes you can still eat. And, you know, you still can enjoy food without eating meat. And you want you want to teach your kids early about exercising and the importance of that. You know, you want to make that fun early from the get-go, too. By incorporating bikes, skateboards, running, you know, competition stuff where you can do to, you know, make them enjoy it. And, you know, things that's making them active because I feel like we getting away from that right now with the fitness part. It's like you, you don't see as many kids out riding bikes and climbing trees and swinging and doing pull-ups and push-ups and playing football and basketball. We got all these nice little parks and gyms and most of the kids not even doing it. They're on the video games all the time. So you want to teach your kids the balance of exercising, eating right, uh, you know, being healthy, eating right. You like you want to teach them all that, all those things early, and you know you want to you know make sure you teaching them early about friends. You want to make sure you teaching them about friends. Who are your friends? Who are not your friends? That's some my stress. And some that I made sure my sons understood. Everybody is not your friend. Your friend is somebody who'll do the same things your brother, your mother, and your father would do. That's a friend to me. Somebody that got my back to the end. You know, as you get older, it's somebody that'll, you know, go to depths with you. Somebody that'll, you know, have your back no matter what. Whenever you need them, they'll be there. And you can count on them being loyal and not stabbing you in the goddamn back. Like, that's so important. That's a friend to me. And most of the time, when it's at that friend level, they graduate to be your brother or like a family member. So, you teach them about friends. You teach them about siblings. And you know how to deal with your siblings. Like, just because everybody your family don't mean that you are your family. If you know what I mean. Like, just because they family don't mean they family. And you teach them how to do that. You teach them, you know, you making sure you showing them. You teaching them everything. Like, you teaching them educational stuff. You teaching them early on about, you know, cops. And you teach them early about police. You teaching them what to do when you see the police. How to act when you see the police. What, do you, what are the things you need to do when you see the police? What are the things daddy need to do when he see the police? You know, how do you conduct yourself when you see an officer? Because how I taught my sons is... It's yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Uh, and you go about things the right way. Here's my ID. You know, I was going to, you know, here's my ID. Uh, you want to, sp- any more questions? Like, I, we could call my dad. We could call my mom. We could call our lawyer. Like, you make sure your kids understand that. It's not your job to argue with a police officer, a teacher, a principal, you know, a counselor, uh, whoever, like an adult is an adult, you know, and you have to respect that. But at the same time, you got to make sure you being respected. And most of the time saying, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That shows that, Hey, I got some sense. Now I'm not saying it ain't people who still take advantage of that, but for the most part, you doing that. The next thing you lead off by, I want to talk to my parents. And if there is nothing else, but I want to speak to my parents. I'm not saying nothing else without my parents being present. That was so important to me. 
You want to have a different conversation? We'll have that with my parents right here. Then I wouldn't mind having that conversation, but I, I would like my parents to be present. You know, and in elementary, like, you teaching your kids about the streets. You know, I started early teaching my sons because they started off in the suburbs. And, you know, I had, you know, anybody who's lived on both sides, you understand the difference. And I feel like I had the best of both worlds living on both sides. But, you know, you teach your kids earlier on the differences. You teach your kids that, hey, when you out in the streets, we're always alert. We're always paying attention. We're always watching our surroundings. We always paying attention to the police and other people. We always paying attention to certain things. We always watching, you know, guys' gestures. We're watching guys do certain things. We watching people act a certain way because ain't nothing worse than your kid being so suburb or so polished where they don't know when they're in the hood that it's certain rules over here. You can't just leave your car running and jump out. You shouldn't do that anyway, but some places we all know you can get away with doing certain things. You can't just do certain things when you're in the hood. And I feel like when you're in the hood, you got to pay attention a little more. You want to pay attention everywhere, but you really want to pay attention a little bit more in certain areas. There are certain areas you don't need to stop, especially at certain times of the day. There are certain areas that you got to pay attention to. You got to pay attention to somebody just walking up and running up on you. You have to pay attention to homeless people who ask it for something. You have to pay attention to people that's just running up to your car or running up to you. You have to pay attention to people who's doing slick little shit or they look like they doing some slick little shit. You just have to pay attention to those things. And, you know, you just want to teach your kids a difference, man. Like, you want to teach your kids the street sense. You know, that's so important. As much as you want to teach them how to conduct themselves and you know, in church and around and in school and around certain areas and being out in public, you want to teach them that street sense too. Like that's, that's so important. You want to teach them about all that, all those things, you know, whether it's the hat or a hoodie on or doing certain things or running in the park and, you know, you're running behind a white woman and you're doing certain things or you're running this way or in the hood when you not used to stray dogs walking your way, you gotta know when you gotta fucking run or do something different. Like it's different when you in the when the streets, man. It's a lot different. You can't do certain things. And you know, you wanna teach your kids, you know, as a black dad, you worry about, you know, you worry about your son carrying on your tradition and being better than you. Because it's every father's, you know, goal for their kid to have a better life than they did. And to be a better man than what they was. And, you know, you could be the greatest dad ever. But you want your kid to follow that. You want your kid to do, not make the mistakes you made. Not saying they're not going to make mistakes because they are going to make mistakes. But you want to make sure that they're... You know, they're quick to learn their mistakes. Like, I made mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. But it's it haven't been a time where I haven't made a mistake and haven't learned from it and try to do things different. You know, and I cared about being a perfect kid. I cared about being a perfect young man. 
I cared about being a great man. I cared about I care about being a great father, a great husband, a great man. Uh, I care about being a leader. You know, I care about pushing our culture forward however I can. You know, I eventually want to do charities and have programs for kids. And, you know, I eventually want to do all those things. And those are like my ultimate goals before I leave the earth is to make sure I'm doing something to push our culture forward, to push, you know, our people forward. Like, those are things that are important to me. And I tell my sons, like, you have to establish yourself, but it's also your duty to take care of yourself, take care of your family, and take care of your community. And that's however you want to do it. And nobody can tell you what your way is. Yours can be just teaching kids how to paint. Yours can be teaching kids how to, you know, be fit. Yours could be how to teach kids how to eat right. You could just want to donate. You can want to just invest in your local barbershop or, you know, your lo local playground or local school. Like, nobody can tell you how to give back and how to, you know, push your culture forward. You might be one of the person on the front line marching. You might want to be the one to orchestrate everything. You might want to do it in that way, but everybody has a different way. But at the end of your life, you should have given back and helped those people, help your people. Because life, and that's a lot of kids' problem, like, life is bigger than just you. You know, God brought us here to not only help and be me and to our families and our wives and, our, and help our mothers and help our sisters and our aunts, but he, we also here to help each other. And help our community and help our pastor and help our community leaders like that's our duty like your life is bigger than just what's in your house and if you don't understand that then i feel bad for you but it's bigger than that like i always wanted to be a responsible og i always wanted to be that og that you know kids respect and kids listen to when they saw me they say hey that's Mr. Shavers. Like, he don't play that. Like, you know, he'll do this. He's this type of man. He's a stand-up guy. If I have any issues, I know I can go to him, and I know he can point me in the right direction or he can help me. Like, I cared about being that man eventually in life. I feel like I'm working towards that, and I'm feeling like, you know, I'm taking on that responsibility because that's important to me. And I feel like I want to further that and make something that's mine and i got time you know i got time to do that and, and set that up and and i will but i just feel like you know that's our purpose like you gotta as black men we want to instill in our kids that you have a purpose in this life and this person this purpose is to be great not average but to be great because that's the best part about being a black man is our greatness. All the things we could, you know, contributed, all the things we give, all the things we do. You know, those things are important and you want to leave a legacy like you want to leave a legacy. You don't want to leave this earth without being the best version of you being the best you can be. Because a lot of, you know, I'm sure a lot of people go with a lot of regrets or I should have, could have, or why ain't do this, or I could have did this. You don't want to go out that way. When I leave this earth, I want to say, God, I'm ready. 
you know, I feel like I fulfill everything that you, I felt that I fulfilled everything that I wanted to do and everything I wanted to do for you because from what you sacrifice and give, it's only right that I sacrifice and, and do my part. Now, I can't do what you did because that's like the biggest thing ever. Like, that's like the goat of goat things, sacrificing yourself for everybody. Like, that's like untouchable. People want to talk about Jordan and LeBron and stuff like that. That's untouchable right there. But what I can do is try to do my part to make you proud. You know, if we are image, then I want to do my part to bring a smile on your face and for you to know that I cared about you that much that not only what I wanted to do it for myself, I wanted to do it for you and my community and for my sons and, you know, my grandkids and great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids and for my wife and my family. And it's like, as a black man that cares about those things because you don't hear that from a lot of black men a lot of black men care about these things but it's not talked about or you don't hear those conversations or it's just not an everyday conversation that you hear but a lot of my friends and you know guys i really deal with my mentors and and guys i really have you know respect for really believe in these things like this is important to them and that's why it's so important to be a black father because it's like you caring so much about these things and we all gonna have our times where we worry or stress or try to pray and always have our kids on our mind but it's just like those these things that are happening it's just somewhat overwhelming, man. Like, just know you got to be careful jogging. You got to be careful going to the store. You got to be careful selling CDs. You got to be careful with riding in the car with your kid. You know, your kid's mother, your wife. Like, you got to worry about just all these things. And it's crazy, man. It can really drive you crazy. Like, it can really drive you nuts. Just knowing every time you leave your house, you got to be on your P's and Q's. Not just about idiots trying to rob you or kill you. Not just about somebody driving crazy. But about the police that's here to serve and protect. You know, that can drive you crazy, man. Like, that'll have you nuts. And like I said, man, like, you really want to enforce teaching your kids about... You really want to teach them about the, dealing with the police, man. You know, you want to teach them government. You want to teach them, you know, politics. You want to teach them how to vote. You want to teach them how to do research on the local, you know, the local local government, the local officials. You want to teach them about learning about, you know, the judges and the court officials. You want to teach them about knowing the things in their community. You know, if you're going to be in this community, you're going to be in this state, you're going to be in this city, learn about your city. Learn about those things. You know, and then far as dating, you want to teach your sons about dating early. You know, knowing how to deal with young, young girls, how to deal with young women. Like, you want to teach them that 
hey, this is how you treat a young lady. This is how you talk to a young lady. This is what you do when a young lady is acting this way. This is what you do when a young lady is trying to do certain things to hurt you. This is what you do when a young lady is talking like this or trying to do this. You want to teach your kids how to deal with everything that's dealing with a woman, whether her being angry, whether her liking you and you don't like her. You want to start early at the playground. Like, hey, you can't grab a little girl like that. You can't say this to a little girl like that. You know, you want to teach those things early. You know, you want to teach them how to handle, you know, just all types of situations when it come to girls. All types of situations. You want to teach them how to be responsible. Because it's like, hey, you go having sex, you go doing certain things. We men, we got to take care of our responsibilities. So if you go trying to have sex, just know the work think of worst case think of the worst thing happening you got to think of the worst case scenario what if you get this girl pregnant what if you get a disease what if you do this what if you have to do this what if she act this way you got to think about all those things when you get ready to make those decisions you know you really got to think about all those things you know and you just want to teach them about everything cars driving you know, you want to teach them how to fix their own, you know, fix on their own cars, fix on their own houses. You want to show them how to do all these things. You want to teach them how to be responsible. You know, you want to teach them early about chores and responsibility because that's that's really what chores do now. Chores back in the day was basically teaching us how to prioritize and deal with certain things. You couldn't go outside unless your chores was done. You couldn't go outside unless your homework was done. You had to be in the house by the time the street lights was on. You had to make sure your room was clean. You had to make sure your mom had them set. She had, she made, you want to make sure those dishes was done. You wanted to make sure you took that trash out. Those are things boys had to do when we was coming up. You can't just run outside in the garbage full. Or you had to make sure your mom was straight before you went outside. Mom, you need me to get anything? Need me to go to the store? Need me to do anything? Because that was the worst shit ever when you trying to play basketball or football or talk to a little girl. Your mom calling you every five seconds or your dad calling you every five seconds to run to the store or, or grab some ice water or grab this or that. Like, you wanted to make sure things was done. And when you look back, those are all things that helped you with being an adult. Saving some money. When we had snow days, going outside early in the morning, me and my brothers used to wake up five in the morning, watch the news, see it when no school, and we'll go out shoveling snow. We start buying our own soil, our own shovels, and getting up early, cleaning off people's cars, shoveling their porch, putting salt down, and we would charge a little extra for that, and people liked it that. Not everybody was doing that. You know, that was smart to clean off their cars, put salt down. Every every kid wasn't doing that. They just wanted to shovel your snow. We thought ahead as far as the salt and cleaning off your cars and stuff like that. So you want to teach your kid those things. Cutting grass. You know, raking leaves for money. And you know, um, you just want to teach your sons all that, man. Like, it's so important. And treating women right early is big because the earlier you do it, the more you instill that in them. So when they get to college, you know, that y'all can really be having that conversation about, you know, marriage and dating. And you want to teach your kids, your sons too, early 
You want to teach your sons early about, you know, marriage and 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 and, and being a stand-up young man because like I teach my sons, it's a process. I teach my sons when you single, you single and having fun, but you always have a timeline. You always have a timeline where it's the fun stops and it, it, it starts to be different fun. It starts to be, okay, I like her or I want a girlfriend now. I had a, my little single fun. I want to have a girlfriend. I want to deal with her. And you teach them, hey, you date this girl, you know, and as time go on, everything working itself out in a year and a half, two years, used to between... I want to say between one year and three years, you kind of figure out and decide this somebody you really want to be with. And if you, you don't want to be with that person, then you go your separate way. But you want to teach your sons, hey, it's a process, isn't it? You, you be single, you get in a relationship, you find a person you want to live with and be with and be in a relationship with and you see yourself marrying. Y'all get in a relationship and within one or three years, you figure out if you want to marry that woman. If you want to marry that woman, you marry that woman and you live that life. If you don't want to marry that woman, you let that woman go. We not holding no women up. We not ruining women's lives. We not doing none of that. We going to either be with you or we going to go a different route. Now, I know some men are like, no, we do. Well, you do that when you single. We not going to play with the women and their feelings and everything. That ain't what I want my son to be. I mean, you can want your son to be that, but where I'm trying to, the, how I want, I envision my son's lives and what I want from them is to be great men and great fathers and, 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 and great husbands. So if you want that for your kids, that's dope. But that's what those single years are about. Because as much as I did stuff, and you know, I hate to say regrets, but there are some things you're gonna regret as a man. And some of my regrets is, you know, being with women and leading them thinking that we gonna be together and we not. And that shit take years out of a woman. And that changes a woman. You know, that changes and just hurt a woman for the next dude. And that's not pushing the culture forward, man. Not that, that's what I care about. And if you don't care about that, then hey that's that's your feelings but i care about that and you know you want to just show your sons you know how to treat their mothers how to treat their grandmothers how to treat the women in their life they aunties they sisters if they have sisters they cousins you want to teach your sons all that and you know those are things that's important and you know with some dads you know you got a co-parent everybody ain't with their kids mother so all of that is different when you co-parenting, but it's just still be the same things. You can't control everything being a co-parent, but you can. You know, you can't control what's in her house, but that's why it's so important for y'all to be on the same page when you have kids by these women. And you know, as a black as a father, you want to make sure, you know, you swallowing your pride when it comes to your kids. You don't need to get into it with this woman or go about things a certain way. Like, if your, your kid is the number one priority and making his mother mad or, or calling her stupid or doing whatever, it's not helping your kid. you actually teaching your kid the wrong things. you showing your kids the wrong things as you are being a man, you know. And you're going to have times when your kid's mother might be mad at you, but that's when you, you know... When you're doing stuff for your kids, I would tell every, you know, man that's not with his kid's mother, keep your text messages, man. 
Keep your emails for everything you do good. That's the documentation of all the things you doing and you providing. You know, take care of your paperwork and your child support. You know, and you don't have to just say, oh, child support, getting this, you good with child support. You can still help your kid out with other things. I'm not sitting here saying be an idiot, give her all your money, but make sure your kid good. That's the number one priority. You know, pay that, pay that, man. Like, don't get that balance where you got warrants and stuff for that child support. Don't do that, man. Go down there talking to them. Set stuff up if you ain't working. Set stuff up if you are working. And just set that up. You know, make sure you're doing that time and you communicate with your kid and you teach your kid who God is. You teach your kid, you know, how important women are, how important it is to be a black man. And you show your kids goals. Like, you you know, you sit down and you write goals with your kids. You talk about goals with your sons. You know, you really, you know, you really own your daughter. You teach your daughter how to be, you know, what she should look at when she dating a young black, you know, when she dating a man, a young man, you know, all this is totally, especially different with young girls. Like everything I talked about is times 10 with young girls. You teaching her that, hey, everybody ain't, like everybody not picking my daughter up. Everybody not around my daughter. All these men would not be around my daughter. You know, you teach your daughter, you showing her the type of man she want in you the way you bring her up because she's going to know my daddy is the kind of guy that I love and respect. I can trust my dad. So you being that man that's showing your kids all these things, you showing her the type of man she should be with. So if you treat her mother like crap, then you, you showing her what type of person to be with. And you got to take that with you. You doing that. You want to treat your daughter like your, your princess, your young queen. You want to instill those values early. You're my princess. You're my young queen. You will always get treated as such. You do not let young men speak to you this way. You do not let nobody treat you like this. You handle things different. You are a little girl. You close your legs. You speak a certain way. You act a certain way. We have, we have that responsibility as black men. And I know it can be tough. I know it can be hard. But we can do it, man. You just always have to continually grow and better yourself. And trust God, man. Without You need God. You need God. I can't stress that enough. Prayer is everything. But you just can't have prayer. You got to have action, too. You got to be doing your part. So I can't stress this enough about... You know how important it is to be a black dad and to be the best black dad and, you know, just really do everything you have to do to be this person. And I'm not saying this don't apply to other dads because it, it, it's all somewhat of the same thing, but it's just a big difference on the one part. Just, the, you know, your kid going out and just being a minority. We all know some of the other stuff is all kids and all situations, but that minority part is totally different. And if you're around minorities or you live around minorities or you have minorities as friends, you know the difference. You know what it is. Like, we're not going to play like we don't know the difference or, you know, you just naive if you ain't paying attention and you ain't on top of that. But like I said, man, 
It's so important for us black fathers to just be on point with everything we doing. You know, treat your young girl like a princess. Treat your young boy like a king. You know, we gotta teach them right and bring them up right. And we gotta sacrifice, you know, we gotta, we gotta grow ourselves. We gotta like be better and do better. Every day you should be trying to do better as a person, as a man. And being a father is so important it's not about show on views and your opinions of certain things. If you saying idiot stuff, don't teach your kid that idiot stuff, man. Like, you know what's idiot stuff. You know what's clown stuff. We don't have to push that clown agenda or that crazy agenda on our kids. Even if you don't know how to be real, teach your kids how to be real, man. And I'm going to leave y'all at that, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Ace Boogie Podcast. And, you know, check me out. Hit that subscribe, follow button. You know, pass the word along. You know, I appreciate everybody for listening. And, you know, just, you know, just really, you know, you might, like I said, you always might disagree with me. You might not understand what I'm saying. But, you know, pass this along and really just think outside of the box sometime. Sometimes when somebody say something to me right away, I, I sit back and I think about it. Like, just don't shoot down what people saying. Like, really open your mind to looking at stuff from all points of views and different views. And, you know, this is my opinion. This is my view. But this has worked for me because I have two amazing sons. I have a 15 and 13-year-old son. And it's like they dope and they the greatest kids. They're not in trouble. They're respectful. They're great kids. They're hard workers. You know, they, they loving kids. And I, I know for a fact they're going to be great husbands and great fathers. So this will work for me, man. Everybody got their own journey. But the main thing we should be pushing is how to be a dope black dad, man. How to push the culture forward. How to make God proud and do what we got to do. So once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And keep checking me out, man. I'm going to be releasing more content. I'm going to try to do two times a week. I'm going to start bringing y'all some two, two times a week, man. So... Tune in and keep the discussion alive, man. Thank you, guys. One.